If you have a Bible, I'm going to ask you to open it at the Gospel of John. John chapter 16, beginning at verse 29 this morning. I began a couple weeks ago sharing with you about the Jesus we can't ignore. And I want to continue along those lines this morning, reading from the words of Jesus, John chapter 16, uh, beginning at verse 29. Hace unas semanas comencé hablando sobre el Cristo que no podemos ignorar. Y esta mañana quiero compartir desde Juan capítulo 16, verso 29 y en adelante. We were not able to have our Spanish service online this morning, so I'm going to preach a bilingual message in this service. You just bear with me as we uh, include all the members of our congregation. We have our Spanish service online, uh, but we were unable to do that this morning. So I'm going to share out of John chapter 16, verse 29. Juan capítulo 16, verso 29. His disciples said to him, Lo, now you are speaking plainly and are not using figures of speech. Now we know that you know all things and have no need of anyone to question you. By this we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, an hour is coming and has already come. For you to be scattered, each to his own home, and to leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, so that in me you may have peace in the world. And in the world you will have trouble. But take courage, for I have overcome the world. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. For the word of God, which is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, I ask you to speak through my lips of clay this morning, that you would anoint these lips of clay to preach the word of the living God. And I ask you to anoint the hearing of this congregation, that they might receive the word with gladness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. These are some of the most familiar words of Jesus. The words... In this world you will have trouble, but fear not, for I have overcome the world. Estas son una de las palabras más reconocidas de nuestro Señor Jesucristo, en el cual Él dice, en este mundo tendrás tribulaciones, pero no temas porque yo he vencido al mundo. We understand by this that Jesus is in the 16th chapter of John, about to be crucified in a few hours, and this is his last time to spend with the disciples before his death on the cross. Entendemos que el capítulo 16 de Juan nos relata una porción de la noche antes de la uh, crucificación de nuestro Señor Jesucristo, en cual él desde el capítulo 13, 14, 15, 16 de este libro les enseña a su última enseñanza, Jesus in chapter 13, 14, 15, and 16 of John teaches his last teaching or his last sermon, his last discourse to the disciples. 
There is without a doubt an anxiety in the, in the room. Sin duda hay ansiedad en el, en el lugar. Uh, anxiety because he has told them that he is about to leave. Anxiety because the cross awaits him. Ansiedad porque él les ha dicho que viene la cruz y que él va a ser separado de ellos. And he says to them, you're about to be scattered. Les dice, estás para ser desparramados. Uh, cada uno a su hogar. Each one of you is about to be sent away to his own house. And I will be left alone. Yo quedaré solo. Uh, but Jesus reminds them that all of these things, although they are true and these anxieties are real, that they are not the final end for these disciples. Jesús les enseña que aunque todas estas ansiedades son realísticas y reales, que él, uh, él les enseña que estas circunstancias no son mayor o no son la última uh, respuesta para su vida. So I want us to understand the words of Jesus this morning and, uh, and uh, take to heart the word of encouragement that he gave to the disciples as we walk through this time of trouble and trial in our nation. Al pasar por este tiempo de crisis en nuestra nación y en nuestro mundo, tenemos también que tomar consejo de la palabra del Señor Jesucristo. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. Él les dice, en este mundo vas a tener tribulación. Now Jesus here is pointing out that there are two worlds in which you and I can live. Jesús aquí está mostrando que hay dos mundos en el cual usted y yo podemos vivir. He says in the first, first phrase, I have, I have said these things that you might have peace. Él dice, uh, yo he dicho estas cosas para que tengas paz. And then he says, but in this world you will have trouble. Y dice, pero en este mundo vas a tener tribulaciones. He's pointing out that there is a spiritual reality. For those who walk with God, and it is the reality of His abundant peace. Él les está enseñando que para los que caminan con Dios, hay un mundo de paz. Una realidad espiritual de la paz o abundante de Dios. How many of you today can say, Pastor Isaac, I'm living in the peace of God. ¿Cuántos esta mañana pueden decir, Pastor, yo estoy viviendo en la paz de Dios? The peace of God is not just an idea. It is a place. La paz de Dios no es solamente una idea. Es un lugar. Es un lugar, una realidad espiritual. It is a spiritual reality. And you can be in the harshest and hardest of places in your life and still enjoy the peace of God. Usted puede estar en los lugares más difíciles de su vida y aún tener paz. But then there's this world, the natural world, the world in which you and I live physically. Luego está este mundo, el mundo natural, el mundo físico en el cual usted y yo vivimos. And he says, in this world, you are going to have trouble. We read about this in the Bible, in the Old Testament, James, uh, Job chapter 5, verse 7. He says, man was made for trouble as the sparks upward and Job 14:1 says man who is born of woman is short of days and full 
of trouble. Dice Job 14, capítulo 1, que el hombre nacido de mujer es corto de días y lleno de angustia. Esta es la realidad del mundo sin Dios. This is the reality of the world without God. And you and I live in a spiritual world, but we also live in this natural world, the physical world, and it is full of trouble. Usted y yo vivimos en este mundo natural, este mundo físico, y este mundo tiene y está lleno de angustias, lleno de ansiedades. We live in this world, and this world is full of trouble. Why, Pastor? Well, first of all, there's trouble because of the fallenness of man. When Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, the world fell along with them into sin and the curse of sin. For that reason, you and I were born into a fallen world, into a broken world. Usted y yo nacimos hacia un mundo quebrantado por el pecado. Adán y Eva pecaron y con ellos cayó el mundo. And this released into the world the curse and sin. Esto trajo el mundo bajo la maldición y bajo el pecado. That is why there's trouble in our world today. Por eso hay uh, angustia en nuestro mundo hoy. Porque el mundo está caído de la gracia de Dios. Because the world is fallen from the grace of God. We have trouble not only because of the fallen world, but we have trouble because of the sinful nature. Tenemos angustia también por la naturaleza del pecado. Within every human heart, within every person born of woman, there is a nature of sin. Dentro del corazón humano, dentro de la humanidad, hay una disposición, una naturaleza hacia el pecado. And everyone here can testify the kind of trouble that sin will cause in your life. Todos nosotros podemos testificar de los problemas y las angustias que vienen por el pecado. Sin always brings trouble. El pecado siempre trae angustia, siempre trae problemas a tu vida. Friend, you might think, well, I'm the only one who sinned. I'm the only one who participated. No, friend, sin always has a way of affecting more people than you think. And so the Bible tells us to run away from sin. Por eso la Biblia nos enseña huir del pecado. And yet there is that, tr that troubling fact that the nature of sin resides in the human heart. La naturaleza del hombre uh, reside en el corazón del hombre. We find trouble because of the devil who is persistent against the faith. Tenemos angustia en este mundo también por el diablo. The Bible says we struggle against the world, the flesh, and the devil. Hay una constante batalla contra el mundo, contra la carne y contra el diablo. I don't know if you realize this or not. But as if you didn't have enough trouble with the sin nature living on the inside of every human heart, you also have the devil who is out to steal, kill, and de destroy. Y como si no fuera suficiente ser uh, pecador por naturaleza, el hombre también tiene que combatir contra Satanás y contra su deseo de destruir cada vida humana. We also have the trouble of persecution. También tenemos la, el problema de la persecución. La persecución la cual viene en contra de la fe y en contra del creyente. The trouble of persecution which comes against the believer and against the faith. 
And all of these things we will find in this world. Todo esto lo encontraremos en este mundo. When you look around and you see our nation in the state that it's in, you see the unrest in our streets. You see the overthrow of the authorities. You see the, the way in which our nation has, has fallen into this place of despair. Friend, it is the result of the trouble caused by sin and caused by the flesh and the devil in our world. And the only answer for America and the only answer for you and I is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He is the answer. But the Bible tells us that He has overcome the world. He has overcome this fallen world and redeemed it from its fall. He has overcome the sin nature and can sanctify your heart and make you clean and pure before God. He has overcome the devil. Hallelujah. And he has destroyed the powers of darkness. And he alone can overcome and lead you and I to overcome today. Jesus said in this world you will have trouble. That word trouble means pressure. Have you ever been under pressure? Maybe you're under pressure now. Esa palabra angustia o problema significa presión. En este mundo tendrás presión. There's always the pressures of life, las presiones de este mundo. Some of you this morning are experiencing financial pressure. Some of you are experiencing relationship pressure. Some of you are experiencing the pressures of sickness or disease that has oppressed your body. And these things are part of the world that we live in. This, this is part of living in the natural world. The only ones that don't have any pressures are those who have already died. So long as you live, you're going to experience that the, the world will toss these different pressures at you. But look at what James chapter 2 says. It says, Consider it all joy, brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith will produce endurance. You see these pressures come into our lives, but they come into our life, and rather than destroy us because of the grace of God within us, these pressures produce something in us. They make us more than we are. And what the enemy thought would destroy you actually makes you stronger. Actually makes you able to endure. Come on somebody. If you know what I'm talking about this morning. You've experienced the enduring power of God in your life. And I know this congregation I've walked with you through different seasons of, of sickness and, and loss and, and mourning and, and gone through times of trouble and trial. But I've seen you rise up above the pressure because you are in the hands of the Almighty God and He is producing something in you. He says the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be Perfect, complete, and lacking in nothing. Jesus assures us that in this world, although we're going to have trouble, we need not fear. He says, take courage. Now there are three, three instructions wrapped up here in this text that I want us to unpack this morning. Ahora vemos que hay tres instrucciones que el Señor Jesucristo nos da en este pasaje. 
en relación a esas presiones que usted y yo tenemos, en relación a la enfermedad o la angustia o la escasez que quiere venir en contra de tu vida y poner tu vida bajo presión, Jesús nos da estas tres instrucciones. La primera es no temas. He says, take courage. Don't be afraid. Do you realize today that it requires courage to live in this world? Se requiere valor vivir en este mundo. It's easy to give up. There are plenty of reasons to give up. Maybe this morning you're thinking about giving up. Giving up on your marriage. Or giving up on your children. Or giving up on your health. Or, or maybe giving up on that diet that you're on. Or maybe giving up on trying to save up for that down payment. You've been, you've been pressured by life. And it seems like every time you try to get ahead, something pushes you back down. And you seem to say, well, it'd be easier just to give up. I'm here today to tell you, don't you give up. Take courage. It takes courage to win in this world. Come on, somebody. Usted no se dé por vencido. Tome valor. Take courage because Christ has overcome. Toma valor porque Cristo ha vencido. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, the Bible tells us that Judah was invaded by three nations. En segunda de Crónicas capítulo 20 nos dice la escritura que la nación de Judá fue invadida por tres naciones. Sounds like trouble, doesn't it? The Bible said the army of the enemy was a great multitude. Una gran, gran multitud vino en contra de la nación de Israel. Parece angustia. Parece un problema. What do you do when, when you're surrounded by the enemy? ¿Qué haces cuando estás rodeado por el enemigo? Rodeado por el desánimo. Por el desacuerdo. What do you do when you're surrounded by discouragement and, and disunity and the fear and the, 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 the mouthing of the world? Judah was surrounded by an enemy determined to destroy her. Judá estaba rodeada por una por naciones determinadas a destruirla. The Bible says that King Jehoshaphat called the nation of Israel to prayer. Dice la escritura que el, que el rey Josafat llamó a la nación de Israel a la oración. And they gathered and began to pray in Jerusalem. Se reunieron en Jerusalén y comenzaron a orar. And the Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 that all of Judah was standing before the Lord. Dice la escritura que toda Judá estaba parada delante de Jehová. The babies and the wives and their children. Los, los niños y los bebés de brazo. Las esposas y los esposos. Every man was standing before the Lord. Todos estaban parados delante de Jehová. Do you want to know what is America's hope and what is America's solution? Friend, I'll tell you it is a church where every man and woman stand before God and call upon Him for help in the time of trouble. All of Judah was standing before the Lord. 
And I want you to get this picture in your mind. The entire nation is gathered because they're in panic, because they're in trouble, because they're going through the biggest trial of their lifetime. Sound familiar this morning? And when they came to the house of God and they began to pray, I imagine the roar of the voices came up before the Lord in prayer while the people of Israel called out to God. And the scripture says in verse 14 that in the midst of the assembly, the spirit the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah. The Spirit of God came upon one of the sons of Asaph, and he began to prophesy. And this is what he said. He said, listen, all of Judah and all of the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord to you, do not be afraid or be dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours. It is God's. Come on, somebody. God said the battle is not yours. It is God's. He said you need not fight in this battle. But station yourselves. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out to face them. For the Lord is with you. Can I tell you this morning, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me to tell you it is time to turn to God and put your faith in Him. Take courage. I said take courage. Don't give up. Don't give in. Take courage. God is fighting for you. Dios está peleando por ti. And the Bible says in verse 18, that Jehoshaphat bowed his head and his face to the ground and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord and worshipped God. Friends, they hadn't gone to battle yet but they were already worshiping God for the victory. Come on, it's time to worship God this morning because of the victory that he has already guaranteed to you. The victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody, worship God in heaven for his glory and for his power on your behalf. Take courage. Don't be afraid. Before the pandemic, I was at a leadership conference. One of the speakers said, as he spoke to pastors, he said, if you want to know who's really with you in your church, look to see where your leaders are during a time of crisis. I thought that's, that was very interesting. But I have seen those words come to pass. And I'm so proud this morning to say that in this time of crisis, when we've seen our nation and our community and our church have to go into this time of, of, of exile. I've seen our staff, I've seen our leadership, I've seen our membership rise up and face the challenge with courage because we know that we cannot be defeated. We are the children of the Most High God. Come on, Kingsway. Take courage this morning. Fight on in faith. Jesus said, yes, you're going to face trouble, but take courage. Put your game face on. Face the darkness without fear. Jesús dice, toma ánimo, toma valor, no estés acobardado. Mira hacia la oscuridad que se presenta en contra de ti con ánimo y con fe. Here's the third instruction. 
Second instruction, I should say. Aquí está la segunda instrucción. Toma consuelo. Second instruction is take comfort. He said, I have said these things that you may have peace. Él dijo, yo he dicho estas cosas para que tengas paz. Now, if you read chapter 13, 14, 15, and 16 of John, you'll know what he's talking about. Si usted lee el capítulo 13, 14, 15, 16 de Juan, usted va a entender de lo que él está hablando. And I don't have the time this morning to go through all those chapters. I'll just give you a brief summary of just the first, just the paragraph ahead of this one. Solamente voy a dar una, un resumen del, de la oración antes de esta que hemos leído. In the paragraph prior to these words, Jesus tells them that they can now pray differently. Pray, he said, before now you have not prayed like this. But from now on, when you pray, you go to my Father and you pray in my name. And whatever you ask in my name, my Father will give to you. Jesús les enseña la oración, la oración anterior a esta, que si ellos oran, cuando ellos oran, ahora van a orar diferente. Dijo, antes no habías orado de esta manera, pero ahora vas a orar en mi nombre. Y cuando tú vayas delante del Padre en mi nombre, mi Padre que está en los cielos te va a oír y te va a dar lo que le pidas. Then he said, I'm about to be alone. But I'm not alone because my Father is with me. Luego les dice, yo estoy para quedar solo. Todos se van a desparramar. Yo voy a quedar solo, pero no estoy solo porque mi Padre está conmigo. ¿Qué nos está diciendo? What is he saying? He's saying, take comfort in the Father. Está diciendo, toma consuelo en el Padre. When you face days of trouble, take comfort in this fact. You're not an orphan. You have a Father And he hears you when you pray in my name. Les está enseñando cuando venga la angustia, cuando venga la presión, toma consuelo en esto, que tú tienes un padre. No eres huérfano, no estás solo, sino que tienes un padre, el cual escucha la oración en mi nombre y el cual está presente. I want to encourage you this morning to take courage in the presence of the Father. Take courage in the presence of your father, no matter how old you are, no matter how much money you have, no matter how, how high ranking your job is, you and I are still the sons and daughters of the living God. And he is our father, and you and I can take comfort in him. When Abraham was nearly a hundred years old, cuando Abraham estaba casi a cien años de edad, the Lord appeared to him. And said to him, Abraham, don't be afraid. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Abraham, close to a hundred years old, discovered the comfort of the Father. And you and I can experience that same comfort this morning if we will walk in the peace of God. 
if we will enjoy the peace of God, that when you and I pray in the name of Jesus, our Father hears us and he answers us. That when we feel alone, he says you are not alone. Maybe you're alone this morning, but he says you are not alone. Quizás estás solo esta mañana, pero él dice no estás solo. Yo estoy contigo. He says, you're not alone. I am with you. Come on, somebody. And if he's with you, then you have all that you need. Si él está contigo, tienes todo lo que necesitas. The old hymn says, there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. Dice el himno antiguo, no hay otro amigo tal como Cristo. No lo hay. Oh, friend, you and I have this comfort this morning that we have a Father who loves us and who has comforted us with all of his, with all comfort. Tenemos un Padre esta mañana que nos ama y nos ha consolado porque Él es el Dios de todo consuelo. And the final instruction this morning, la última instrucción esta mañana, es toma tu victoria. Take Courage, take comfort, take your victory. Toma tu victoria. He said, I have overcome the world. He's saying, I have given you, I have taken the victory. And I have given you this victory. Él dice, yo he, yo he conquistado, he sobrevenido al mundo yo he vencido al mundo y esta victoria ahora es tuya para que la tomes this victory is now yours to take yours to enjoy the Bible says in Romans 8.37 but in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loves us Dice Romanos 8.37 Que en todas estas cosas Vencemos Somos más que vencedores A través de aquel que nos amó I want you to notice that phrase To be a, overwhelmingly a conqueror More than a conqueror Que es ser más que vencedor What does it mean to be more than a conqueror. Que es ser más que vencedor? Well, it's simple. The conqueror went to battle. He fought a fight and he won. And he has received the spoils of his victory. El conquistador, el vencedor, peleó la batalla. La ganó. Y ahora... Se ha ganado el botín. Pero sus hijos, sus niños, allá en la casa, ellos no fueron a la batalla. However, his children, they're back at home. They didn't go to battle. They didn't face the enemy. They don't have any scars of war. They didn't face the heat of the sword but when he gets home they enjoy the spoils of victory with him cuando él llegue a casa sus hijos aunque no fueron a batalla 
aunque no vieron el filo de la espada, aunque no conocieron el calor de la batalla, aún disfrutan del botín. Ellos son más que vencedores, porque no tuvieron que pelear para ganar. Eso es lo que usted es esta mañana. Those children of that warrior are more than conquerors because they did not have to fight. And you are the children of the conqueror. He went to the cross. He died. And he won the victory that you and I might enjoy the spoils of his victory. Somebody ought to give God praise. This is the unconquerable Lord Jesus Christ. And he has made you more than a conqueror. So let me ask you a question then. Why are you fighting the battle he already won? Why are you worrying and carrying the, the anxieties and the, and the pressures that he already carried? Why are you fearful? And carrying the fears that he already conquered. You are more than a conqueror. Take your victory this morning. In the name of Jesus. Usted no tiene que cargar. Lo que él ya cargó. Para que está cargando. La ansiedad. Y el temor. Y la enfermedad. Y la angustia. Y la escasez. Él ya se la llevó. Ahora usted es más que vencedor. Camine en su victoria. Walk in your victory this morning. Take your victory. In the name of Jesus. For you are more than a conqueror through him. Dice eres más que vencedor a través de él. And the Bible says thanks be to God. Who gives us the victory. Through him who loved us. Dice la escritura. Bendito sea Jehová. Que nos ha dado la victoria. A través que él, de él que nos amó. I want to encourage you this morning. To live daily. In the victory that you have been given. Live daily. As a victor and not a victim. Live daily as though the resurrected Christ is living on the inside of you because he is living on the inside of you. Let him work through you. Let him love through you. Let him forgive through you. Let him heal through you. Let him bring deliverance through you. Victory belongs to you because of the Lord Jesus Christ. He has overcome the world. And this morning, because of his victory, you have overcome the world. And you can have that victory in his name and through his blood. Would you just lift your hands to heaven right where you are? Come on, just lift your hands to heaven and take your victory this morning. Levanta tus manos esta mañana y toma tu victoria. Come on, right where you are. In your house, in your living room, in your kitchen, in your bedroom. Lift your hands and take your victory. Victory belongs to the house of God. La victoria le pertenece a la casa de Dios.